Do you believe in the mission of this podcast for you, for your colleagues, and for your clients? If you do, we'd like to invite you to invest with us. Yeah, nothing happens without an investment. Mm -hmm. I believe in the things that we're talking about make a difference in people's lives, like real lives that affect generations. So we'd love it if you'd invest with us. For sure, if you're uh, having difficulties financially, please do not give. If you serve a very underserved population, do not give. But if, if the ideas from this podcast you use professionally, we'd love to invite you to invest with us to keep this thing going. And today we're going to be talking about grabbing emotional handles and working with emotional energy and EFT in a way to really contain it and help deepen it. Welcome to the Leading Edge in Emotionally Focused Therapy with your hosts, Dr. James Hawkins and Dr. Ryan Reyna. EFT is a dynamic model that humbles even the most seasoned therapists. Together, we want to come alongside you as you continually push the leading edge of your understanding and application of this wonderful model developed by Dr. Sue Johnson. Yeah, once again, uh, we left off a part of that commercial at the beginning. If you want to donate, we just made a new Venmo, and that is that you can go on Venmo and look for at uh, left podcast, L-E-F-T, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Uh, that's at Left Podcast. Well, so back to the topic today. It's probably nothing brand new to you all. And in some ways, I've talked about it on another podcast. But it's a, it's a metaphor or maybe analogy, whatever the big the fancy word is, that I use for kind of sometimes that's my image for working with emotion, particularly in move two. Or also we could talk about in stage two of EFT. And so I'll share that uh, in a moment. And we'll get into some just ways I see it. And you feel free to see different today is really uh, us kind of coming back in the new year. Uh, sorry, me and Ryan had recorded some podcasts and I misplaced the disc. I will find it and we'll get those uploaded. <laughs> but also we have a uh -oh, you probably heard already. We have a treat with us today. Uh, a treat. <laughs> yeah, it, seriously, a treat. Normally uh, you hear this voice at the beginning and end of the podcast. But we have Nicola Hawkins here in the studio with us. Hi. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yep. Nicola is my wife. Uh, and definitely thank you for being a partner with me in life and family. Mm -hmm. um, also, she is a, a therapist herself. She works here with Ryan and I in Northwest Arkansas. She is yeah. an EFT uh, therapist as well. Uh been through training and so we hope to get a podcast in with her just to talk about her journey of learning it's one thing you know to hear it from me and ryan we kind of like you know eat sleep and drink this stuff all day and in the way where we practice it and teach it right. but to hear from someone their journey of learning eft so thank you for being here nicola seriously yes thank you for uh having me beyond the voice <laughs> yeah that's right yeah thank you for being a contributor here mm -hmm, absolutely all right. So this topic really, Nicola, of um, to me, where it fits to land it for our viewers. Um, it matters to me, like when I'm watching certification tapes mm -hmm. uh, for people who are I supervise or have supervised is really sometimes one of the things. And it was mine as well, is learning how to see the emotional energy in the room right. and work with the emotional energy. That's one thing that I really so appreciate about Gail emphasizing, not trying to do perfect EFT, but like we do need to see that you can work with emotion. Mm -hmm. And and some of this also is inspired by George, 
where George is really so big on not just taking emotional, um, what he would say is just words. And like, just, just because someone says sad, that's not enough to understand their sadness. Or if they say frustrated, but really learning to unpack it and not just take it as a word, but right. understand the experience of it, the ways they make meaning, the different images in it. Um, mm, yeah. And then, so today I want to talk about sometimes for me, it's just really trusting grabbing emotional handles or things that I see happening in front of me. Uh, Ryan's been training with, uh, he did a training with Debbie Semeca Diaz, EFT trainer out of Jersey area. And um, I love the phrase that he talks about from her. It's really about learning how to work with what's in front of you. And I think this concept also fits with that as well today too. So I don't know. Yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah. So I'll just, I guess I'll start off with what, you know, really uh, the image that I use and, and I was talking, uh, I was on a training with uh, Dr. Savina Irwin um, mm -hmm. on um, her training platform. And I use the image of, I see uh, when I'm working with emotion in move two of the tango is I look at it as I'm walking into the house of someone's experience mm. and um, definitely as Ryan would say, I want to look for the trigger. And when I think about walking into the house, I'm thinking about when the attachment system is online and working. So I want to find the trigger that kind of opens the door and lets me into the house okay. of their experience. And then I look at kind of emotional handles that we sometimes say in EFT. And emotional handles could be those words, phrases, I think of images or descriptions. I also sometimes, and maybe this is a misapplication, but I also think about, I look at people's eye gaze, voice, ah. uh, deep breaths that they take. Um, shifts in their voice tone or pace as handles that I can grab and hold and grab a hold to and open a door. That's that's huge because those are so micro. I think you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just the, the 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 like the eye gaze where you talk about the eye gaze or just them looking off or mm -hmm. like the sigh, the pause, and things mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Yep. Anything that I see come live that shows emotional experience mm -hmm. in front of me, watering eyes. I listen to the phrases and words that they use, how they say them. Mm -hmm. And what I want to do is each one of those are like, or I liked how um, Leanne says it. She doesn't always just use the word emotion. She talks about experience. So I'm looking for things that show me that there, there's an ex a live experience beginning to emerge inside the person. Okay. And so I want to grab that experiential or emotional handle. And what I think about grabbing it is a one, I think my favorite way is a direct reflection of it. So, hey, whoa, look at that. I looked as, as you said that. I saw something shift in your eye. Okay. Or as you said that, I heard your voice. Whoa, listen to that powerful phrase you just said, that in these moments, it's like I lost my partner. Hmm. Can I stay with that for a moment? And that's me grabbing the handle. Okay. I'm with, through a direct form of reflection in a way. Like I see it, I heard it, and I'm making it explicit. And then my mission is once I grab that handle for me, the image for me is I'm walking into a room that's behind that handle. And inside that room is uh, maybe images or inside that room, I'm trying to look for, whoa, what's all behind what's inside this anger or this sadness or that deep sigh or that tear? Like mm. what's the color of the room? What's the pictures on the wall? Mm. What's the lived experiences in here? What is it like for them in this room? What's the meaning that they make of this particular experience? Um, I'm all alone. 
no one cares for me or I'm a, I'm not enough. I'm a failure. Like what are all the things inside this room? What are the protective actions or the be- attachment behaviors inside the room with that particular emotion? And this is what I really appreciate. Um, I think from you know, definitely inspired by George, mm-hmm. he's going to fully want to take on the essence of that and what it means. And the one where he really pushed me on this is even with a positive emotion is even if someone says, man, I feel so hopeful for us, unpack the hope yeah, and explore yeah. what the hope means. What does it look like? And what do you see when you say hope? What do your eyes see? And even we think that is hope is a future expectation about something, the possibility. What do your eyes see coming in your relationship mm. with this hope? Mm-hmm. Really going inside that room of that emotion. Right. I like what you're saying. It's like the um, those handles are um, you're you're wanting to make live this this yeah. experience. You're kind of watching and noting. It's not just you know somebody saying, "Oh, I'm sad, upset," and you know, just passing a string of sentences, it's like you're looking for something more to to that, like with the words, with the body, with all of these different parts, right? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Okay. And so as you're seeing that, you're seeing, I, I wanting to make it explicit. So that making it explicit, can you tell me a little bit more about that in making it explicit for them, for me, for the process altogether? Wow. That's a, that's a very good question, Nicole. Um, I think that explicit can have so many levels to it. One, this is one of the, my ways of thinking and working is I need to make it explicit for me Okay. because, um, this is another Leanne inspiration on me. It's, I want to walk into their world. Mm. I want to experience your room. Um, sometimes what the mistake I've seen made when people don't grab these handles and walk in these rooms, Mm -hmm. they start trying to teach or talk people into places. Uh-huh. Or get them somewhere, like get them to move three or get them to the view of self. Okay. When it's like we need to like, whoa, let me slow down. Because when I think of emotion and maybe I'm doing the analogies, metaphors type thing again here. But it's like all the ways that this room is decorated. Is it black paint for sadness and grief? Is it blue paint? You know, it's like I want to get the full color and de- decor of your experience is what I want to get. And I'm making that explicit for me. So that okay. way I I'm making it explicit for me, one, mm-hmm. so I can be attuned to you. And I'm making it explicit for the person so they can feel it. Because remember, EFT is a live experiential process. I want their body to actually be in the room, in a sense, and experiencing it. Uh, yeah. I like, yeah, when you're saying, you know, I want to make it explicit for me, right? Because you're kind of in there and you're helping them navigate and steer through the um, their process with you, right? Mm-hmm. But also like to make it explicit for them as well. And the attunement piece when you say, you know, just to, you know, that we're in this part together. Yep. So then I'm imagining like as you're grabbing these handles, also like, hey, can we take a moment and go here? You mentioned sadness, you shifted, right? Mm-hmm. So like a, an additional like constant of like, can I go in that house with you kind of a thing, mm-hmm. right? And walk around. One hundred percent. And one more point to your question about who am I making it explicit for? Mm-hmm. And also, even when you're in move two, you're while you might be focused on move two, you're working with one person usually right there. Yeah. But the yeah. but the other partner or, or family members, they're in the Ooh, room, too. Yeah. And you know who else it's becoming explicit for them. Yeah. When you make that room and you keep turning and grabbing these handles, it becomes like, oh, like That's they're like, good. we've talked about we talk about this all the time or 
I've shared this. But then all of a sudden they're like, ooh, but I never saw it like this. Like this. I've seen that. When you Once you said that, I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I've seen that happen and come alive like when I'm working with a couple. And it's like, oh, but I've never really said it exactly like this. So kind of like makes sense why it gets passed, why it gets missed, right? Yeah. All right, Nicole. So we'll get a little bit more uh, clear with this after this commercial break. Do you like the content that you're hearing on this podcast? Well, we invite you to join us on successandvulnerability.com, along with George Fowler and other EFT therapists and supervisors, where you get to get more thorough insight into these concepts and actually get to see it done. Once again, join us on successandvulnerability.com. So, Nicola, I loved that question about who we... So part of why we do, I, I think of this metaphor, mm-hmm. it keeps me out of being um, trying to do EFT purely from a cognitive place and yeah. teaching type thing. And just uh, also it slows my pace and rhythm to walk with them, come alongside versus trying to push them somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, we mm-hmm. become really collaborators on kind of creating this experience. It's like they're giving me a tour of their home. They've invited me in as a guest and I want to take it in with them. Yeah. In a way, yeah. right? Invited me in as a guest. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the collaborative portion of it too. And yeah, I think it's one of those things even for me being new, right? Um, it's uh, in learning to use a model. It's, oh yeah, we not staying in the cognitive only or just, just or more so like the teaching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're like, let me use this to coach you about what to do instead. But also pausing to, like you said, you know, tell me about the sadness, you know, let me see this thing through your eyes, you know, clearing that room, like you said earlier. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and this is something, you know, so let's make it, I want to make sure I make it clear, not just so one, I am trying to, in some ways, just give you another inspirational way to kind of maybe if it freshens your work up to think about what you're doing with your clients, if it's an image you can use with your client. But the really practicality of this isn't going to be brand new to anyone who's listened to this podcast for a while. But what I'm doing <laughs> inside that room is really affect assembly inside of each room. So I might grab a handle that might lead me in, whether it's a handle of something, a phrase they said, or a description of emotion mm-hmm. or uh, something or an, an image they might use that they might say something like this is it's like a dark place I end up in all the time. Yeah. Dark place becomes the handle that I use to open the door and go mm-hmm. in and then do my affect assembly. Right. Yeah. Um, and then what also when Nicole was saying cognitive it's not that EFT is saying the cognitive component component doesn't matter. Right. It no. is. Yeah. It's because it's a part of their experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get I'm going to once again, we've got the triggers. We're getting the the somatic or limbic markers inside their body and get it embodied. Mm-hmm. We're getting what, you know, um, we're getting the, the ways that they make sense or the story they tell themselves inside of these emotional rooms. Right, yeah. We're getting their attachment behaviors. That's exactly, Nicola. Mm-hmm. It's like D, all the above. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. are we just trying to pick <laughs> one? No, it's D, all the above. D, all right? the above. <laughs> um, and what I do think is an organized way, depending on where you're at on the EFT map, if I'm with a couple who's, Close to de-escalation or stage two, man, I keep what I, I might do is I keep I might go from hope to another one mm-hmm. and to another one. And what I'm going to see is I'm going to use up their whole window of tolerance as I possibly can. Yeah. And also working with the clock. If it's a couple in stage one, 
I might say, well, they've never done any of this before. So let's just do one room of work and pass. And then what I'm going to do to come out of the room is just pass it in an enactment. Right. All right. We cleared the room. We made the room clear. Can we invite the partner into the room now? And you have a conversation with you've been working with me in the room and you've let them witness it. But can you turn and tell your partner that what I do, like kind of I, this is my famous stage one enactment is a protective move to a, a, an emotional experience mm -hmm. that I tend to shut down when I get into this place of fear. And that's my way of inviting and do the enactment. Um, but once again, you know, the further we go, I might keep pushing that window of tolerance. So we might go from a, a sense of panic mm -hmm. to fear to dread. Mm -hmm. And each one of those handles is like a room that I keep opening up and exploring mm, each yeah. time. So it's like really, I don't know, getting it like clear, really organize yep. in a sense like for yeah. for them even to be able to do something with it yeah. or have the energy to show up for the relationship yeah. in it in, in themselves i imagine in a different way 100 percent, and so that's me going into the room and i said affect assembly and i'm using the really simply using the eft interventions of reflection mm -hmm. validation uh, and an evocative questions that's my rhythm over and over again reflection validation evocative question and possibly conjecture okay do that over and over and over in each room in each room each room and then okay. when i when i'm finished with that room and i think we've got it then i might kind of organize it mm -hmm. and it's like so let me make sure i really get what i'm seeing here that this is what walks us into this room and this is what it's like for you this is what your body goes through mm -hmm. this is how you make sense of it this is what it's like here um, and I might talk about some of the images or things that came up in that place. And and then it's like, whoa, do you ever let your partner into this place? Right, do you let them see yeah. this? Do they get to see it like this? Mm -hmm. And then so I either organize it and then move to and maybe drop into another one if they have more tolerance mm -hmm. or more to build or we do an enactment uh, to, to cause a shift there. So that's just that's that's my image. That's, that's my it. rhythm. That's what I'm talking about here. <laughs> grabbing these handles. And this, y'all have heard me say this on the podcast before. Shout out to Alana Katz again in New York. Um, just really asking, and, and Sue too, and Sue talking about really the power of EFT is do you trust that emotion will take you where you need to be? Mm. And so I'm really trusting that EFT, that, that not EFT, I'm trusting that the experience of my clients will walk me into their experience and take me to where they need to have um, a new experience with their partner or mm. a new encounter in some way. Um, in each one of those rooms to kind of like, now this is where I'm going back to my military days. I'm trying to clear the house. Yeah. And the more I can clear the house and have them have new conversation, these ARE conversations, mm -hmm. it kind of cleans. And we were in the midst of this. I know. I kept thinking about decluttering. Cleaning and decluttering the house. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Until where you think the house can go from a place of chaos and turmoil and stump toes to mm -hmm. it feels like there's peace, there's clarity, there's comfort, yeah. there's safety. Um, more, and, energy more energy and yeah. you know like focus to do um, more deeper conversation between them and as a couple to you know do their thing you know um, out in the world whatever <laughs> just <Yeah>. saying <laughs> yeah there you go man. yeah okay I don't know well thank you all so much once again just thank you for this new year and as just a habit for Ryan and I it's just on our heart and I want to make sure to say thank you so much for all that you do Mm. Um, this is not an easy profession. Um, it is hard as many as uh, probably every profession out there, but
But, you know, thank you for being willing to walk into sometimes what feels like haunted or scary houses for people where mm. there's been a lot of trauma and pain. And there's a lot of shame where people don't want to invite people into these rooms because they've been hurt. They've been abandoned. They've been abused. Mm -hmm. And so what a sacred thing that we're saying, like, we'll go there yeah, and we'll go in there with you. Yeah. We'll check each room with you. We'll look under the bed. There's no and if there's a boogeyman there, we're going to invite your partner to come with you and explore this place and. We're going to help you to renovate this home and have a different space to make this a place where the negative cycle usually dominates your experience mm -hmm. and invites you to to be able to bond in these different places and spaces. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Have uh, new opportunities and, you know, like the uh, ability to um, see each other better, different, deeper, all these different things. And that's so good. Yeah. Well, thank you, for Nicole, for being here. We're glad to finally get Listen, you on the podcast. This was fun. Thank you for having me. All right. All right. The experience helps you push the leading edge in your work to help people connect with themselves and with each other. Please subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review. You can contact us at pushtheleadingedge at gmail.com. And you can follow us on our Facebook page at Push the Leading Edge. You can follow Ryan on Facebook at Ryan Reyna Professional Training and on his website, RyanReynaTraining.com. You can follow James on Facebook and Instagram at DocHawkLPC. You can also check out his website, DocHawkLPC.com. Mm -hmm.